was walking down the street one day. Mm. <laughs> um, I always had a sense of God, even as an infant and a child, mm. which uh, was kind of contradictory to a lot of things I encountered growing up in an Italian family. But uh, I can remember talking to God as a child and hearing mm. him talk back. And uh, I think when I first became aware of a, a relationship with Christ Jesus through prayer and the word was in a Catholic church in Brooklyn where I was an altar boy. Um, it, it was, I guess I was getting into my early teens. So long hair, it was the 70s, man. Long hair, smoking grass, playing acoustic guitar, singing and jamming. But still, you know, going to church and uh, trying to get the pastor to answer a lot of questions he didn't want to answer. And then one day, somebody said um, they have a folk mass at the church on Sunday after the regular contemporary. You know, it wasn't really Latin anymore. There was still some Latin in the service. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I'm like, really? I forget who it was. And I was like, I brought my guitar to the church to see what this was all about. And there they were. So I figured this is the mid-70s. So these were guys from the 60s, man, who are now in their 20s, you know, early 30s. And everybody had long hair and sundresses and bell-bottom pants. And there, <laughs> Now, there wasn't a lot of contemporary Christian music back then. Right. There was a cat named Keith Green. Who did? Was Rich Mullins around in that era too? Was that later? Yeah, Rich came much later. 80s? 80s, yeah. So Keith Green was the only one that I knew of, you know? So they were doing stuff that was that was from the radio, but they were re... I guess they were spinning on it. Like John Denver had... My far the hardest thing I've ever done To be so in love with you for so long Follow me where I go What I do, I know So I'm hearing these people doing this in four-point harmony mm -hmm. Like real flower child, beautiful With mm -hmm. tambourines and voices And they were doing these kind of songs So I was like, it was, it was glorious Yeah so I started to follow them and hang out with them and go to all what turned out to be the charismatic movement, what they call the PTL movement, praise the Lord, charismatic movement. Hmm. And uh, some of it wasn't biblical. I didn't know. I was just a kid. Yeah. I was just happy to be around all these loving, yeah. hippie people who weren't getting high, but were high on the Lord. So that was my first encounter mm -hmm. with uh, becoming born again and having a Christ encounter. Then, um, then years and years went by. <laughs> years and years went by, and then, uh, I, I dabbled and explored a lot of, almost all religions. I just went through a phase where I was searching. I had, I had a Christ experience. I knew the Lord, but not in the way I... Um, I eventually came to know him when I grew up. So I spent a lot of years being young and sniffing around and dabbling in things I probably shouldn't have. 
But God was always there, mm -hmm. keeping an eye on me. I had some very profound experiences along the way. And then eventually in my 30s, um, I had another very intense um, experience with the Lord. And uh, that's when I knew it was time to go in that direction. I did not know that all heck was going to break loose in my life. Because hmm. all the people that I was close with in, in the business, performing, and family, and everyone turned away from me. Like I suddenly stunk. I had yeah. leprosy. And it was the Holy Spirit. I didn't know. Yeah. I kind of knew, but I didn't know. You know? Yeah. And it was, it was kind of... That's the difference. Um, and forgive me for monopolizing the conversation. No. But as a man now, at, at my age... I've learned through my experiences that, that that's the difference between Western Christianity, American Christianity, and true, and I say true only because it's lacking a lot of, of vital things. Absolutely. Discipleship is what's missing. Yes. I didn't have anyone disciple me. Mm -hmm. So it was like, here's your Bible, you're born again, you know, maybe you got some gifts, some people have tongues, people have prophecy, you know, I had music to worship. But uh, you're basically on your own, so read the Bible and the Holy Spirit will interpret it for you, which is true to a large degree. But a true discipleship, you have to be under someone's wing who's living holy and righteous yeah. and emulate them. That's the Judeo form of walking with God. Yeah. All the high priests and, and all of the, the bishops and the rabbis and everything, people, and you read about Jesus saying, follow me. That means live like me, eat like me, sleep, think, teach, and emulate me. Mm -hmm. You know, right. I didn't have any of that yeah. for years and years. Right. So like most Christians, it was a lot of crash and burn, you know, yeah. it was like, nip, nip, nip. You, know, you yeah. just keep trying. And if you really want the Lord, you just keep, ah, you cry out, you keep going. Yeah. I know, um, there, I was, I was watching a video, I don't know, it was a month or so ago, um, uh, really it was a video about on the the church in Iran, the Christian church in Iran, and uh, one of the points that they brought up, because in Iran, it was the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, it was the, uh, the disciples would stay to the death. Yeah. But it was uh, the ones who were recently converted, they'd flee. Right. Right. They were trying to really figure out how to stop this, right? And they realized something that if you watch Jesus and the original 12 disciples, he immediately started to disciple them before they even believed. Yeah. It was, they were under his wing before they could truly admit he was that, son of God. that he was the Son of God. Yep. And that's, I thought that was very interesting because Absolutely. that's not the way we do it. No. Even when we do do discipleship, it's like, you know, let yeah. that person be saved for a few years and right. then... And then we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, let them in Once on. we see what they're doing wrong, we'll correct them yeah, or whatever, you know. It's, it's very it. no. inefficient and... It's, it's, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. But we don't... We cheat them out. It's, yeah. it's almost the Greek way of, of the philosophical, like Paul talked about, the philosophical way of following. We give you the knowledge, and then you take that knowledge and you go find it. Yeah. I have taught young people that way. Um, some of them have found it, but most of them get discouraged and turned away. Yeah. Like myself at yeah. the time. Yeah. 
I think that, you know, one of the reasons why every generation is losing touch with their creator is because the previous generation was taught how to do that from the previous generation. Right. So it's just yeah. like... Passing it down. Yeah, it's... We're passing less and less down because yeah. we have less to give. Yep. Um, because of that discipleship or lack thereof, you know. And uh, it's coming to a point where there really isn't anyone. There's, there's not nearly as many people to disciple. You know, the number is just... Well, today... In, the, in, in 2021, first day, mm -hmm. yeah, because of COVID, the churches are empty. Yeah. I always thought that was interesting how people say, I'll never, I'll never, like in the Bible. And uh, first week or two of COVID, there are millions of people just not yeah. going to church. That's I mean, Not fellowshipping, yeah. not connecting, yeah. just running or hiding. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I, I know when you talk about like a, a church in China from what I have discovered and just through certain documentaries and things like that I came to know the Lord and I was walking down the street one day <laughs> um, I always had a sense of God even as an infant and a child which uh, was kind of contradictory to a lot of things I encountered growing up in an Italian family but uh, I can remember talking to God as a child and hearing him talk back. And uh, I think when I first became aware of a relationship with Christ Jesus through prayer and the word was in a Catholic church in Brooklyn where I was an altar boy. And um, it was, I guess I was getting into my early teens. So long hair. It was the 70s, man. Long hair, smoking grass, playing acoustic guitar, singing and jamming. But still, you know, going to church and uh, trying to get the pastor to answer a lot of questions he didn't want to answer. And then one day, somebody said um, they have a folk mass at the church on Sunday after the regular contemporary, you know, it wasn't really Latin anymore. There was still some Latin in the service. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I'm like, really? I forget who it was. And I was like, I brought my guitar to the church to see what this was all about. And there they were. So I figured this is the mid-70s. So these were guys from the 60s, man, who are now in their 20s, you know, early 30s. And everybody had long hair and sundresses and bell-bottom pants. And they were... <laughs> Now, there wasn't a lot of contemporary Christian music back then. Right. There was a cat named Keith Green. Yep. Who did... Was Rich Bowman's around in that area, too? Was that later? Yeah, Rich came much later. 80s? 80s, 80s. yeah. So Keith Green was the only one that I knew of, you know? So they were doing stuff that was, cont that was from the radio, but they were re... I guess they were spinning on it. Like John Denver had. Follow me, follow me, my father. Let me see. My father, the hardest thing I've ever done to be so in love with you for so long. 
Follow me where I go, what I do, I know. So I'm hearing these people doing this in four-point harmony, mm -hmm. like real flower child, beautiful, with mm -hmm. tambourines and voices. And they were doing these kind of songs. So I was like, it was, it was glorious. Yeah. So I started to follow them and hang out with them and go to all what turned out to be the charismatic movement, what they call the PTL movement, praise the Lord, charismatic movement. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of it wasn't biblical. I didn't know. I was just a kid. Yeah. I was just happy to be around all these loving, yeah. hippie people who weren't getting high, but were high on the Lord. So that was my first encounter mm -hmm. with uh, becoming born again and having a Christ encounter. Then um, and years and years went by. <laughs> Years and years went by, and then uh, I I dabbled and explored a lot of, almost all religions. I just went through a phase where I was searching. I had, I had a Christ experience. I knew the Lord, but not in the way I, um, I eventually came to know Him when I grew up. So I spent a lot of years being young and sniffing around and dabbling in things I probably shouldn't have. But God was always there, mm -hmm. keeping an eye on me. I had some very profound experiences along the way. And then eventually in my 30s, um, I had another very intense um, experience with the Lord. And uh, that's when I knew it was time to go in that direction. I did not know that all heck was going to break loose in my life. Because mm. all the people that I was close with and, and the business, performing and family, and everyone turned away from me. Like I suddenly stunk, I had yeah. leprosy, and it was the Holy Spirit. I didn't know. Yeah. I kind of knew, but I didn't know. You know, yeah. and it was it was kind of. That's the difference. Um, and forgive me for monopolizing the conversation, no. but as a man now at, at my age, I've learned through my experiences that, that that's the difference between Western Christianity, American Christianity. And true, and I say true only because it's lacking a lot of, of vital things. Absolutely. Discipleship is what's missing. Yes. I didn't have anyone disciple me. Mm -hmm. So it was like, here's your Bible. You're born again. You know, maybe you got some gifts. Some people have tongues. People have prophecy. You know, I had music to worship. But uh, you're basically on your own. So read the Bible and the Holy Spirit will interpret it for you, which is true to a large degree. But a true discipleship, you have to be under someone's wing who's living holy and righteous yeah. and emulate them. That's the Judeo form of walking with God. Yeah. All the high priests and, and all of the, the bishops and the rabbis and everything, people, and you read about Jesus saying, follow me. That means live like me, eat like me, sleep, think, teach, and emulate me. Mm -hmm. You know, right. I didn't have any of that yeah. for years and years. So like most Christians... It was a lot of crash and burn, you know? It was like, nip, nip, nip. You, know, you yeah. just keep trying. And if you really want the Lord, you just keep, ah, you cry out, you keep going. Yeah. I know, um, there, I, was, I was watching a video, I don't know, it was a month or so ago. Um, uh, really, it was a video about on the, uh, the church in Iran, the Christian church in Iran. And uh, one of the, points that they brought up because in Iran 
it was the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was the uh, the disciples who would stay to the death. Yeah. But it was uh, the ones who were recently converted. They flee. Right. Right. They were trying to really figure out how to stop this. Right. And they realized something that if you watch Jesus and the original 12 disciples, he immediately started to disciple them before they even believed. Yeah. It was, they were under his wing before they could truly admit he was that, son of God. that he was the son of God. Yep. And that's, I thought that was very interesting because that's, that's not the way we do it. No. Even not. when we do do discipleship, it's like, you know, let yeah. that person be saved for a few years, and right. then and then we'll yeah we'll yeah, let them in once on. we see what they're doing wrong, we'll correct them yeah, or whatever. You know, it's, it's very it. no. inefficient and it's 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 not good. Yeah, yeah, but we don't we cheat them out. It's, yeah. it's almost the Greek way of, of the philosophical, like Paul talked about the philosophical way of following. Mm. We give you the knowledge, and then you take that knowledge and you go find it. Yeah, I have taught young people that way. Um, some of them have found it, but most of them get discouraged and turned away. Yeah. Like myself at yeah. the time. Yeah. I think that, you know, one of the reasons why every generation is losing touch with their creator is because the previous generation was taught how to do that from the previous generation. Right. So it's just yeah. like... Passing it down. Yeah, it's... We're passing less and less down because yeah. we have less to give. Yep. Um, because of that discipleship or lack thereof, you know, and uh, it's coming to a point where there really isn't anyone. Ooh. There's there's not nearly as many people to disciple. You know, the number is just well, today. In very this, skinny. in twenty twenty one, first day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because of COVID churches are empty yeah I always thought that was interesting how people say I'll never I'll never like in the Bible and uh, first week or two of COVID there are millions of people just not yeah. going to church that's I mean, not fellowshipping yeah. not connecting yeah. just running or hiding yeah. yeah I mean I I know talk about like a, a church in China from what I have discovered and just through certain documentaries and things like that.